sensation and sounds built to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. This idea of... That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Of main character energy rose in popularity in 2021 after a TikTok trend that promoted romanticizing your life and focusing on yourself. You have to start romanticizing your life. You have to start thinking of yourself as the main character. Because if you don't, life will continue to pass you by. And all the- Though, as is common with social media, there is a tendency to take things a little too far. We've seen main character energy in its best form when it's used to help build a person's confidence, and in its worst, it can be difficult to determine if it's borderline narcissistic. I'm senior producer Taylor Camille and host of this episode where we question, is there a line that can exist between being the main character and being a complete narcissist? And if so, what is it? There is absolutely a difference between main character energy and narcissism. I'm Dr. Romani Dervasala. I'm a clinical psychologist. I'm a professor emerita at California State University. I'm an author, and I am the founder and CEO of Luna Education Training and Consulting. Main character energy to me feels a little immature more than anything else. It feels a little immature. It feels egocentric, sort of superficial. All of that said, okay, A person can have those characteristics and still be empathic. If they still are empathic, there's a kindness to them. There's a compassion to them. There's a, oh my gosh, my friend's having a bad day. I'm going to put down my device and go be with them and support them. I'm not going to call that narcissism, right? But if that main character energy is such that they're invalidating other people and using other people to be props in their life and with no consideration for who they are, you know, saying, come on, come on, let's go to this place on the beach. The sun is setting and I want pictures. And your friends have just turned into photographers or props or like, let's make sure all the wine bottles look really good. So it looks like we're having a really good time at the beach. And there's no awareness of like what other people wanted to do. And it's very entitled, like, come on, you said we're going to go on time. I need to be there by the sunset, you know, and they're very, you know, sort of unkind in the face of that that would raise more of my hackles around that this could be leaning into more of a narcissistic style. Narcissism is a personality style 
characterized by low levels of empathy or really inconsistent empathy. And when there is empathy, it's insincere empathy. It's the pieces of folks who are grandiose. They're arrogant. They're constantly seeking validation and admiration. They are, it can be very controlling personality style. They're envious of other people, incredibly sensitive to criticism of any kind, but willing to dish it out. So there's also a lot of hypocrisy, very, very entitled, you know, so it's a difficult, difficult personality style. You want to pay attention to how they treat you. You want mm -hmm. to pay attention to how you feel in their presence. People, when they're around a narcissistic person, will sort of almost say, I felt it in my body first. I sort of felt uncomfortable. It reminded me of other uncomfortable relationships I've mm. had. You don't feel heard. You don't feel seen. You feel over time that this is a person who's a bit of a powder keg. A lot of our social media profiles revolve around me, 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 look at me doing this. I mean, do you think we, there might be a chance that we're breeding a generation of narcissists? I think we have to give young people a minute to breathe. It's very easy to say everyone's on social media, everyone's narcissistic. Not so simple. I mean, there's plenty of people who spend time on social media who are deeply empathic towards other people when they're in real life kinds of conversations. And then there's a lot of people where it's all selfies on social media and their lives are just one big selfie. They can't even be present with another human being. So we have to be so careful because it's so easy to make these big generalizations. This is the first time in history we're living with devices, with this sort of the false self that social media requires. Everybody putting depictions of their lives out there, but is anyone actually paying attention to anyone else's life but their own? We don't know. We're going to find that over time. We're also going to find out the whole idea of branding oneself. How does that affect people? The whole frictionless economy. Has it become to the point where we don't even know how to appropriately interact with somebody who's, you know, checking out your groceries or who's in a coffee shop because we're so used to pushing a few buttons on an app and grabbing it and not even saying thank you. This is an airplane that's being built in the sky. The data has shown generation over generation. Adults have always thought adolescents were narcissistic. My biggest concern about narcissism in the world doesn't have to do so much with adolescents being on social media and what's that going to mean for them as adults. My biggest concern about narcissism in the world and why I do think we're going to see more of it and we are seeing more of it is because we celebrate narcissism. We are entertained by narcissism. You cannot turn on a streaming service with every other show on and on and on. All these docu-series we're seeing right now, they're all about narcissistic people. We're almost giving these folks a grudging admiration, like, ooh, they got away with it. Ooh, wow, the scammer got away with it. I'm like, this isn't okay. Right. Uh, giving a platform, they don't care if people are saying, you're a jerk. They're like, look at me, I'm famous. One of the struggles is, is that so many people are so interested in their own stories. Are they ever interested in anybody else's? It's not all about us all the time. My name is Rayanne. I am a content creator and curve model and also a podcaster. Um, I started in the content creation world back in 2015. So I've been in it for a little bit. Um, and now I'm just TikTok, podcast, Instagram, everywhere where you can make content, I'm basically there. <laughs> we have to remember that we are a piece of like a bigger world around us. And I think with social media, sometimes we can get these blinders on and just think like me, me, me. But at the end of the day, like you're just someone walking by on the street in someone else's main character moment. For me, I feel like the main character energy is just understanding your value and that you are worth 
having good things come to you and having good things happen to you. And also that you have the confidence to go after the things that you want um, and just really live. I feel like it is just like living life to the fullest and knowing that you deserve these like you know, things that we see in the movies happen. You deserve to fall in love. You deserve to get the raise, the job that you want to have good things happen to you. So how do you bring that empathy that you probably have in your real life and like also share it in your social media presence? I'm definitely not perfect. And I think being in this industry, there have been times where I feel like I have gotten, you know, wrapped up and you kind of have to like check yourself. But I honestly think that it just is goes back to like my core values and how I was raised. For me, I, I grew up and I was, I'm like five foot 11, curvy. Um, and I recognize I have a lot, a lot of privilege in like, I am, you know, what they call midsize on, on this scale of um, categories they call it. But for a long time, I felt so self-conscious about myself growing up. Um, and I really didn't think that I like deserved for guys to like me or to go after these things that I wanted because I was just so self-conscious. And one day I just got like really fed up and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. And I started being like, okay, I'm like, I, I want to go after these things. And I remember how that felt. So if I can inspire other women to let go of those insecurities and embrace that like main character energy and go after what they want, like that's my goal. Yeah, that's real. And so I mean, as you embarked on this journey, what tools did you use to boost your confidence to like give yourself that sense of like, I deserve to be the main character in my life? Well, it all kind of started with, for me, I've always loved fashion. My main thing I talk about on my page is style and fashion because that's where I really was able to find a lot of confidence. I found that when I wore something that I felt really good in, it just had like a huge impact on my mood and my like day. Like if I was going into like high school and I would wear, I started wearing like riding boots because I saw the men on Gossip Girl and I thought they were the coolest things. And everyone made fun of me because they were like, oh, Ran, are you riding horses? Whatever. And I didn't care because I felt so good. And I noticed when I was wearing these outfits, like I felt like a just a better version of myself. I was like, wow, this is crazy how much my mindset changed and how like braver I felt and how much more confident I felt on those days when I wore like those outfits. A lot of it boils down to like getting out of your com comfort zone. I think that's the thing that really builds confidence is like, and that can be in so many different ways, like trying a new outfit or having a hard conversation with your boss or your best friend or all of these situations that you get out of your comfort zone. That's where I think confidence is built. After the break, Rayanne walks us through some of her do's and don'ts of main character energy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the do's and don'ts of the main character energy. I feel like let's say you're going to a pool party. You can walk in and you can feel so confident and be like, oh my gosh, I am feeling myself. I look so sexy, but don't bring other people down in the process. You know, even go a step further and like hype someone up, give another girl a compliment and be like, wow, you are rocking that bikini. I feel like another situation, do advocate for yourself for that raise or that promotion that you really want at your job, but also acknowledge that you're part of a bigger team. It's not just about you. I think another one could be like, do go for the cute guy you see at the bar, but don't step on your friend's toes. If she's also like, oh, you know, I thought he was cute. Like he's not worth it. So I think those are a few do's and don'ts of, of main character energy. And so now knowing the do's and don'ts, I wanted to ask Rayanne what she does when inevitably she comes across a narcissist or even someone with narcissistic tendencies. How has she dealt with them and how does she protect herself from that energy? We know when the energy isn't right or maybe that just is like, I feel like when I meet someone, I have a pretty good gut feeling um, about someone and for me I've just learned over the years like who is who I feel comfortable giving my energy to and spending energy like energy with um and and I feel like I've gotten better at kind of like honing that in and being like you know okay like maybe I don't need to spend time time with this person um but I guess I have a privilege where I you know in my work setting and that I have that control over it. And I know some people don't have that control. It could be someone in your, you have to work with every single day or someone in your, in your family or in your life. And this one person where I did have an experience, I think with narcissism was kind of in like in a family regard and it was really hard. And, and I'm very sympathetic to people who have to deal with that. I'm excited to hear what the therapist had to say. So I asked Dr. Ramani, what do we do with the narcissist in our lives? The challenge with these relationships is, is that, again, it's, not, it's usually not something someone detects right away. And af after enough time has passed, a person has been experienced all the dismissiveness and the invalidation and the manipulation and the gaslighting and being minimized. And it, you're a person who's been in a relationship like this for a while has tried everything, right? They've tried to say, that's not okay. And then they've been manipulated, manipulated, manipulated. So I always say that it's the, you got to throw the Hail Mary pass before you say the game is done, right? But you have to be prepared that once you throw that Hail Mary pass, you may not get it in and it may be get messy. So I'll tell people, have the, have a conversation with someone once. Don't say you think they're narcissistic. Don't call them names, but say, hey, I have been trying to talk to you about X or Y and you don't listen. Or I told you this makes me uncomfortable and I'm struggling with this because I've been very clear about how uncomfortable your behavior is making me and you, you, you keep doing it, right? So you make it about the behaviors. You make it about the experiences in the relationship. I don't feel heard. I don't feel seen. I don't feel understood. I feel like your behavior is not changing. If that person says to you, I am so sorry, I should, I, I wasn't listening or I should have been listening and I, I can see I hurt you and you see their behavior change, 
you're probably not dealing with someone narcissistic, right? But you're not going to know that until you throw the Hail Mary pass right. and, and say to them, this is what happened. If this person turns around and says, I actually think you're the one with the problem, or let me tell you all the bad things you've done, mm. or I have totally been there for you and completely deny your experience, leave you feeling more insane than when you started the conversation. Now you're probably dealing with somebody who's got more narcissistic traits. And I'm going to be frank with you. There ain't much that can be done. <laughs> there is no communication in the world that's going to change it. I mean, you can try to drag this person into therapy with you. That's not, that's, that's beyond the scope of what most people are willing to do. Yeah. But I am a therapist. I have been doing this for decades. I can't get through these folks very well. So I can guarantee you, most people listening to this podcast, you got to know when to say, and that, does that mean you've got to end the relationship? Not necessarily. It may mean that now you need to understand the limitations of the relationship. So you may need to understand that just like a bicycle, it's going to take you a long time to ride it 40 miles, but if you have a car, you're going to make that drive in less than an hour. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. There's limitations. It's not going to have the depth you want, that this person is always going to put their needs first. If even Dr. Romani as a therapist is having a hard time getting through to narcissistic people, I wondered how does she treat them? And are they coming into her office with half-truths or what they think a therapist would want to hear? Where is the breakthrough moment of self-awareness? Therapy is garbage in, garbage out. If somebody comes in and doesn't tell you the truth, then that's what the therapist is working with, right? So if a person mm -hmm. comes in and says, everyone's really mean to me and everyone's this and I've got a target on my back and it's a witch hunt and blah, blah, blah. It's not that the therapist is telling them what they want to hear. It's that the narcissistic personality style is not going to change. So if a person says, oh, this person's going to therapy, they're not getting better. It's because there's very little evidence to show it'll change. I noticed change in the therapy room. I'm like, they said, thank you today. They showed up on time today. They paid the cancellation fee without cursing at me. Little changes. The people in their lives, I've only seen them for an hour, okay? Right. But the people in their lives are noticing nothing. I'm tracking this. I'm keeping notes. I'm, it's my job to focus on everything this person does for an hour. I'm getting paid for that. Yeah. But the people in their lives are not noticing the change. So one of the struggles then becomes is that we might see a little change in therapy, but I know damn well what they're doing in therapy is not going to translate into a huge change. This person is gonna throw tantrums when things don't go their way, that they're not going to be happy for you, that they're not gonna have your back. You need to understand that that's the relationship. And you have to have those realistic expectations, engage in radical acceptance. This is what it is. This was a tough episode to create, though hopefully it wasn't too tough for you to listen to or triggering. But as I navigate my own relationships with people in my life who are towing that line so delicately between main characters and narcissists, it helps to think about Dr. Romani's mention that we just have to have realistic expectations and accept that sometimes people are just going to be who they are and you can't change it, you can only really know what you're able to tolerate. And so as I figure out my tolerance levels, I think I personally can start tapping into my own desires as the main character in my life. On today's show, you heard from Dr. Romani Dervasala and Ray Ann. This episode was produced by Ella Dove, Helena Rosen, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Mixing and scoring by our sound engineer, Joanna Samuel, and our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.